0: Live with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT.
1: Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And the Mackenzie Country Classic Hotlines open. 888 4140 and joining us now in studio is Aaron Segrist from the Vermont Grocers and Retail Association. Good morning, Aaron.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for coming in. Today. Great to have you on the show. And, uh, just for our listening audience, can you first, before we get into some issues, tell us first what, uh, what the retailers and grocers, what do you do with the retailers and the grocers?
2: <laughs> what do we do? That's yeah, a wh- great question. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: what do you guys do anyway?
2: Yeah, so the Retail and Grocers Association is a statewide trade organization. Think of like your Chamber of Commerce, but we specialize or focus more on retail and, and food-related issues. We also administer the Vermont Specialty Food Association, so all of that delicious food that yeah. you can find um, in the hills of Vermont. Um, we work closely with those producers and business uh, partners with them as well. But the Retail and Grocers Association, um, during the legislative session, I'm a full-time lobbyist. I hang out in the State House and represent the um, interests of our members. Um, we also do, you know, uh, best practices or making sure that our our members are aware of any um, upcoming laws or regulations that are are coming into effect or changing, making sure that they're in compliance. Um, Sometimes we spend, we serve as a liaison between a retailer and the state if they have questions. Um, Yeah, it's a little bit of everything.
1: Well, and I can tell you, you were there doing it when I was still there a few years ago and you do a great job for them.
3: Well, thank you. Thanks.
1: We got a call. Let's go to the phones. Good morning.
0: You're live on the morning drive.
3: Yes, I just wanted to um, bring up the whole retail situation, um, it's such a mess, I don't even know how to untangle it, was retail theft. But until we stopped just talking about hiring security guards or, or trying to make customers feel safe, but until we actually can mobilize an effort to change the penalty laws for shoplifting, particularly these um, major shoplifting rings, nothing's going to change i mean it's just disgusting out there and it's so demoralizing for the staff and they don't get paid enough as it is how do we go about changing the actual retail law about the felony limits for shoplifting and what can what can the retail association do about that uh thank you for taking my call
1: it's a great question Aaron, and it was on my, was on my list yeah. um because obviously it continues to be a big issue what is the answer? I mean there's probably not one silver bullet answer but we've got some growing issues obviously. We
2: do. We do. Um and I will say it's not just in Chittenden County. I think this caller actually called the last time I was here. Um and we talked a little bit about this and it it continues to be a growing issue again not just in Chittenden County. I'm hearing from people down in Bennington, down in Springfield, down in Chester, you know I mean small towns. Um what is what is the fix? It's a it's a tough it's tough to identify because it is multifaceted, right? Um, I will give a shout out to um, the Senate Judiciary Committee a couple of years ago did consider um, including different regulations or different laws that would have hopefully cracked down on um, organized retail crime. It didn't pass um we have started or we started a, a task force with the attorney general, the previous attorney general, and we're hoping that we can continue that with um, Attorney General Clark. Um, you know, once once we get past the the craziness of the legislative session, we've had conversations with them. Um, we have continuous conversations with our friends on Church Street. Um, I just had, you know, an email interaction with another business in downtown Burlington. Um, it's it's a constant a constant discussion. Um, I think we also need to be supporting our police officers. I think that it's not just demoralizing for retail employees or retail management, it's also demoralizing when um, our prosecutors aren't prosecuting, you know, and what's the point in going after these guys if they're just gonna give them a slap on the hand and, and throw them back out on the street. So it, it's a multifaceted um, effort and unfortunately, it's much larger than just one organization. It's it's everybody.
1: And don't you don't you feel that or do you agree that there needs to be consequences for this activity? Because if there's not consequences, then people figure this out and Absolutely. they just know that they can steal with impunity.
2: These these people are smart, right? They know they know what the consequences are. They know what the threshold is and they go just up under that threshold and they walk out the door and walk into the next store and, you know, it's just, it's it's a general practice for them. And again, they're very aware of the different thresholds. Um, we, as an organization, did introduce legislation or requested to introduce legislation. I'll say it's probably been four years now. Um, and we were very supportive and very active in getting the House Judiciary Committee to consider that. Unfortunately, it it kind of became hijacked by a couple of the committee members. And instead of reducing the threshold on how much somebody would be penalized, um, they jacked it up significantly. So we ended up needing to to fight that bill.
0: I think it's very frustrating, too, because um, there are unseen victims in that. And I have uh, have, uh, heard many stories of people that, worked in retail stores, you know, college age students that are part-time gig cashier at a, at a convenience store in Burlington. And they found it so stressful that people were stealing, even though it wasn't their property, you know, uh, they just, it was, it was too stressful for them to work in retail, in right. the front end of retail. And they wound up, you know, uh, finding other jobs um, because they were surprised at how, how stressed they were right. watching other people's property being stolen. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's interesting that when you talk about the committee hijacking the, the idea of lowering the threshold and then they raise it. I think that they, there there's this perception that um, the, the, the victim, if this is a victimless crime, the business is going to just eat this cost, but it's very stressful.
2: Right, it's it's incredibly stressful for everybody involved, and we're not talking just a slight increase. I think we're talking about from moving it from nine hundred to twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? You know, and um, we were just talking about a, a a member of mine who has been on the show. You know, he he had a conversation with the senator, and he said to him, "How much can I steal if I if how I'm going to walk into your house? How much can I steal?" Right. Well, no, you can't do that. Well, then why are people allowed to walk into a store?
1: Right, and, and did. Were you, were you in the committee when they debated this? I mean, yes. what was the reasoning? It just boggles it boggles my yeah. mind because that they think that they you can re, raise it and make it even worse.
2: Well, you know, again, it's a victimless crime. Business has fund. unlimited just, funding, just, right?
1: And Ex- except it really isn't victimless, well, of course no, not. but because we're right. going to pay higher prices because businesses can't just keep eating. Obviously, as you know better than I do, can't keep eating this type of loss. I mean, in Burlington, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars in business.
2: We're talking about millions of dollars
1: across the, yeah.
2: Um, and no businesses can't increase costs. We no. we live in a, in a world where online retail is a, a very present thing, right? So the businesses on, on church street or the business down the court, down on, on the corner, um they can't raise their prices to to cover the loss. They have to eat it. And that forces them to question if I'm losing all of this money, then what's the point? If I'm losing all of all of this product so I can't sell it and I'm never going to get it back. I'm never going to be reimbursed for that loss. I can't write it off, right? How do I how do I make money to pay my employees who are stressed out because people come in and and steal where, you know, I've had members call me and say people have, have approached employees at gunpoint, you know, and it's, it they don't deserve that. No one deserves that.
1: And right. that's, and, and in my mind, that's not a victimless crime. I can't, no. I cannot believe that they, that they use that as their reasoning to say, Oh, let's make the problem worse. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning
0: drive. Hey, good morning. Um, this is an important, uh Uh, Topic, and I'm I'm glad you guys are covering it. And I was wondering if if your guests would be willing to tell us who were the two members of this committee that decided that uh, they were going to hijack what was meant to protect retailers and our employees and instead decided to make this uh, about victimhood and our need to go ahead and coddle criminals. So uh, are are you able to tell us who this is so that when we come around to re-election time, we can know who to uh you know at least ask in the uh, in the public forum why they choose this route instead of protecting us. Well, what I what I'll say uh it, as I've learned through Rob Roper is all the committee meetings are available on YouTube. Uh which committee was
2: it? The House Judiciary. House committee.
0: Judiciary Committee. So, so was there an actual vote? There was not. There was just a discussion.
2: There were several discussions.
0: And, um, but and you can watch them all yourself on YouTube.
2: So this was pre um Whatever you call pre YouTube, right? Oh, so oh, so yeah. Unfortunately, Sorry. it's pre YouTube. But I would I would say I, I don't really want to call any couple or single legislator out. I would say it's our responsibility as voters to ask those questions of our representatives and legislators. I think that you know there's there's this is our opportunity to hold everybody accountable, not just pointing to one or two people
1: what county were they from
2: chittenden county (laughs) they were chittenden county i will say that i'm
1: trying to narrow this down we'll get it figured well you know it was Burlington?
2: It was Chittenden County.
1: <laughs> I will. All right. I'm starting to get this narrowed down. Now. I got a feeling I know who it is. I got to tell
0: you again. I'm going to bring back Senator Mazza. Uh, kudos to him because he's the only one that stood up and said when they were talking about their pay raise. He goes, "I want it to be a roll call. I want everybody's yes. name on it." Yeah. And it's funny how all these discussions happen in Montpelier, in committee rooms, and in the hallways and things. And um, it, it's a it it you got you got to have enough
1: behind you to be able to say okay stand it up let's see but there was no okay. roll call there because there was no. no vote they just had a discussion and then the issue went away that's essentially i mean essentially
2: not, several of us went in and and opposed it vehemently you know we we made our case and they said okay we need more time to think about more this time and, and walked away from yeah that, but so. what
1: they but what they got out of it was by proposing going the other way was they got no no progress on it Exactly. By them, by them trying to move the ball the other way from what we needed, right. they got no, we we had no action on it. Yeah. Probably
0: uh, a committee on a study on a committee about a study about it. <laughs> for more information, no,
2: it just died. Luckily, there were no studies, so we didn't it did, waste it, it, any money. It, it on at
1: least it. didn't get worse, but it didn't get any better.
2: Well. It's it's gotten worse over the years, yeah. right?
1: Um, I mean, they didn't yeah. make it worse, right. but it's, it's gotten worse right. for other reasons.
2: Their their lack of action has has created yeah. a ripple effect.
0: Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive.
3: Yes, I'm sorry to call in again on this topic, but I wanted to ask or mention um, about the retail online. A lot of these things that are being stolen end up on these bogus online websites where you think you're getting a deal and you're just, getting stolen merchandise. Does the retail association have any way for um, regular people to figure out which uh, those online websites might be, how you can detect a fake website from, like, Amazon when you're shopping online? Because I think we should support the local businesses anyway, but I think that's part of the problem, too. And I won't call again. Thank you for taking my call. <laughs>
0: So what about that? Do you have, do you, do you have, um, the capacity to try to help? That seems like it's such a large issue. How, how can the Vermont retails and grocers association work on that? So
2: yeah, a couple of things. Um, I represent brick and mortar stores. I, I don't represent online retailers. That being said, if you sell something in the state, you are able to join the association. Um, so, number one, shop locally, shop at your, your brick-and-mortar stores and support the the community that you live in. Um, I know that you can't do that all the time, so yes, make sure that you're buying from a reputable site. If you're on Amazon, let's say, and you click on a, a product and it brings you to another site, then it's you have to do your due diligence. You have to, I don't know, go to Google and, and see what, what the rating is for that site. The other thing I will um, bring up is the INFORM Act, uh, which was passed in Congress, is effective, I believe, today, or July 1st. So re- pretty quick. coming up pretty soon. And the INFORM Act essentially requires anyone who is selling product online to uh, provide several verifying uh, pieces of information. So it, it's, it's essentially an attempt to, to crack down on, on the organized retail crime.
0: All right, well, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, thank you for taking my call. This is not just a problem Vermont. it seems like since this administration got in Washington, there's all these entitlement programs and rules and laws for one person, not the other. And, um, these people that stealing this stuff, if they're on these programs, seems so they could, uh, catch them and prosecute them and take some of their benefits away. And, uh, Maybe we could get to the problem, but um, it's definitely this administration because it never happened in the past administration. It's just like they're on a path to destroy our country from open borders to crime and just.
1: Okay, let's win. go to yep. Aaron. We get just a few minutes yeah. left. Um, Aaron, yep. I think it's the administration. Obviously, it's, there's been an explosion of this across the country. We see in San Francisco and yeah. it's it's like brazen people coming into jewelry stores and just coming in with bags and Loading up. But do you think it's more about prosecutors across the country with this new mindset that I,
2: yes, they're not going to
1: prosecute?
2: I agree. I I don't think it has anything to do with a specific administration. This has been a growing issue for several years, and we can talk about decades. We're not talking about within the last three, four years. We're talking about decades. We're talking about a $68 billion industry, and that has not happened overnight. Um, it's about prosecutors that don't prosecute. It's um, they they see people, um, cops or retailers have video evidence that shows somebody grabbing a bunch of jackets and running out the door or someone stuffing a bunch of products into a a backpack and running out the door. And they refuse to sit down and look at the the video evidence and take the time to prosecute the people that that need to be suffering the consequences for for taking action and it's it's has nothing to do with our administration it has everything to do with society as a whole holding our our prosecutors accountable supporting the police officers to allow employees to continue to main safe, maintain a safe environment to work in and customers to maintain a safe environment to shop in. And
1: it would seem like if you don't crack down on this at some point, it's not going to ever get better on its own.
2: No. It, it, it's not going to fix itself.
1: Yeah. No. Um, I want to get to another question, though, for you, Aaron, which is the bottle bill.
2: The bottle bill, <laughs> yes.
1: The bottle bill passed during the veto session. It did. And the governor, I know, is not in favor of it, but I think we don't know yet what he's going to do. But what what's know. the position of the Retail and Grocers Association in regard to the bottle bill?
2: Yeah, um... I never in my life thought I would talk about this issue as much as I have. I had a dollar for every time I talked. Well,
0: him. you see, the the, the the problem is there's money involved. It's, there's money involved. It's really the giant fund of the unredeemed bottles that the politicians want to grab onto.
2: Well, I don't know if it's necessarily the politicians. I think there's one group that is very active to um, to to grab onto those and account that as a win. Yeah. Um, win or lose, they they it works out for them and that group is uh vermont public research research group yeah vperg yes um we aren't sure what the governor is going to do i think he has until friday to make a decision on whether he's going to veto it or not um we have several questions about the the bottle bill that has passed um during the veto session um essentially it will create another group um but is it one group? Is it two groups? Is it multiple groups that will be managing the bottle bill system? Um, how how do you get into that group? And if there are multiple groups, how do those work together? Um, let's see, if we're going to expand the bottle bill in 2026, we're essentially taking all of the valuable product out of the blue bin and putting it into the bottle bill, which will essentially, again, increase the cost of consumers recycling And I assume, I don't know, but I assume that because you're taking almost 15% out of the blue bin, your trash costs are going to increase as well. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of. Question:
0: To say nothing of the infrastructure of collecting all those bottles and and handing people
2: money. Well, the infrastructure is completely broken, and we need to fix that. I have members still who are calling me saying that the third party pickup company um, continues to skip them multiple times, which which forces them to shut down. So Mm -hmm. you because they have no more space, um, so you can't return your containers, and they're also sitting on thousands of dollars that have they're not sitting on it they've lost it it's gone out the door because they've paid for you to redeem your containers right while the third party pickup
0: didn't happen hasn't
2: picked it up so they won't reimburse you.
0: yeah if you got a five thousand square foot warehouse excuse me and it's filled with five cent cans that's still
1: a great deal of money sitting there
2: yeah thousands
1: thousands of dollars aaron do you ever have a situation where we're just about out of time but where where um you don't know where the grocers stand like they're split on a particular issue or not and are they united against the bottle bill on this one?
2: No, we have retailers who want to eliminate the bottle bill. We have redemption centers that want to expand the bottle bill. We have um, business partners, you know those businesses that support retailers that have different positions. We have manufacturers that um, have other positions. you know so it's it's um this is probably the hardest issue for me because we represent almost everybody um all of the stakeholders you know so it's a it's a tough discussion but this is the leading discussion that i have every year
1: and uh quickly if there is there any any other were there any other big issues that were of great concern to you that came out of the legislature
2: um i mean there are are the association there are plenty of issues right so um For better or for worse, we'll see a 0.44% payroll tax um, beginning next year. Um, You know, 0.44% doesn't sound like much, but we're also talking about paid family leave next year, and that's, you know, how much of another percentage. Um, Taxes, you know, non-homestead tax rates are are going to go up. Um, There are a lot of issues, yeah. Data privacy, we'll be watching that next year. Um, other environmental issues that that you know, um, July first, there's a law that's effective um, that will essentially ban the sale or distribution of um, containers that that um, have PFAS in them. You know, so we're we're worried about that right now. Um, you know, how do we how do we identify those and make sure that our members are are compliant? So
3: no. well, at least they.